Welcome to Author Express. Thanks for checking us out. This is the podcast where you give us 15 minutes of your time and we give you a chance to hear the voice behind the pages and get to know some of your favorite writers in a new light. I'm one of your hosts, Kathleen Basie. I'm an award-winning musical composer, a feature writer, essayist, and of course, storyteller. Let me tell you a little bit about today's guest. Nancy Christie is the award-winning author of six books, including her most recent, Reinventing Rita, the first in her Midlife Moxie novel series. She's been writing since the second grade, she had to learn how to print and spell first, and says she plans to continue until they rest the pen or keyboard from her hands. Reviewers have said that her short story collections, Traveling Left of Center and Other Stories and Peripheral Visions and Other Stories, present interesting characters and how they deal with less-than-ideal circumstances of their lives. That, according to the U.S. Review of Books. They give a tantalizing peek into the difficulties of the human condition, says Second Run Reviews. But for her debut novel, she chose to take a more lighthearted approach and write about women facing personal and career challenges at midlife, who must find their inner moxie if they want to pursue their dreams. Nancy's other books include two books for writers and an inspirational book, and her third collection, Mistletoe Magic and Other Holiday Tales, will be released December 2023. Nancy is also the host of the Living the Writing Life podcast, and she's the founder of the annual Celebrate Short Fiction Day. Welcome, world's busiest writer. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you so much for having me. I'm really looking forward to it. It's so nice to be on this side of the microphone. Yeah, well, let's start. Tell us just a little bit about your podcast. We'll give you a chance to plug yourself. Okay, well... I'd never planned on doing a podcast, but like so much in my writing life, I never planned on doing other things along those (laughs) lines. But it actually came out because of COVID. My second collection was coming out May of 2020. As you can imagine, all Mm -hmm. the plans I had didn't materialize. And Mm -hmm. I knew there was a ton of other authors in the same situation. So I had been on uh, somebody else's podcast, on Casey's podcast, and I thought, oh, I could do that. I'll just have authors on a podcast having no idea how to do a podcast. (laughs) That's gutsy. I mean, talk about Moxie. Yeah, I'm telling you, but you know, I couldn't have done it without Casey. He was just wonderful. He answered all my questions, even all the stupid ones. And I started (laughs) doing it. But you know what? I love interviewing authors. I love talking about what brings us to this whole life of being an author. And Mm. I've been very blessed with the ones who've been on it. So it's been a labor of love since I started it. That's wonderful. Well, as an author, thank you. And now let's do the official thing. And I'm going to start by asking you, tell me the most interesting thing about where you are from. That's a hard one to answer simply because even though I have lived in this town my entire life, I was born here. I've lived in Youngstown like forever, even though I'm now like in a suburb, but basically Youngstown. But the thing is, I tend to be a not joiner. I tend to stay in my house, right? (laughs) But I do have to say, I think what makes Youngstown and the surrounding areas so interesting is we have such a wide range of nationalities, Mm. okay? Like I'm Slovak-Hungarian, so I grew up only thinking that everybody's grandparents spoke with an accent, right? Mm. But it makes it so much more interesting because you are exposed to so much more. Certainly the food end of it, and I love to eat, so it gives me an opportunity to really enjoy (laughs) it, but also just how people came here, you know, both from 
decades ago, pre-World War I, all the way up to the people who are coming here now and knowing how difficult it was for them and the challenges that they faced. So that has certainly influenced my writing because Mm. my writing is about the challenges people face, not only just the economic or the relationship challenges, but the broader ones, the cultural challenges. Mm. Yeah, that's what makes Youngstown interesting to me. It's not one thing. It's Uh not, you know, just plain old, same old people. It's diversity. Yeah. Well, that's really cool. What I'd like to know is, given the topic that you are working on with your books, what's something that you wish you could have understood more deeply when you were 20 years old, since you're talking about women at finding their moxie at midlife? What's something that's changed since you were 20? Oh, gosh. And way back, that was a long time ago, a really long time ago. In some ways, we are coming almost back to a full circle, which is not a good thing because back when I graduated from high school, okay, I will date myself, 1972. (laughs) If women went to college, it was generally, okay, you went to college, you got a degree, but you know, you're really going to get married, have kids. Mm -hmm. And there wasn't as many opportunities. Back then, it was certainly legitimate to deny a woman a job because she was a single mother and had a child. Mm. Okay. So I think the one thing looking back, if I could talk to my 20 year old self is whatever happens, you can still do it. You can still be a writer. You can still pursue your dream and do other things too, as you may need to just believe in yourself. You know, Mm -hmm. I think women tend to put ourselves last and that's, Mm. I think that still holds true. You know, even now, it's still the idea that, okay, whatever I want to do, yeah, it's legitimate and everything, but, you know, I got to do everything else first. I got to take care of other people first. And, you know, I think sometimes we do ourselves a grave disservice and we do our children a grave disservice because we are teaching our daughters, it's okay to put Mm -hmm. your dream off. We are teaching our sons, you Mm -hmm. are more important than your sister. I think about that a lot because I have three boys and one daughter. And I do think that my boys are learning about girlhood, not so much because of their sister, but because they see me pursuing my dreams while also chauffeuring them everywhere. They're all very aware of my writing. So I'm grateful for that. My first is just launched. He's off to college and I'm just thrilled with what I see of him as a human being. Oh, that's wonderful. Hopefully he won't listen to this and be like, oh, I can't believe you're talking about me on a podcast. (laughs) (laughs) But no, and I think that is good. And I think just because you've got a sister doesn't mean you can't do the household chores or just because you have a sister doesn't mean your sports are more important than whatever she's pursuing, you know? Yeah. Equality here. Well, you know, and interestingly, when I was growing up, I was one of four girls on a farm and we only had one bathroom. And so it was like completely the opposite. And so all of my sisters and I had to learn, like part of learning to drive was, first of all, we learned on a clutch, on a tractor, in fact, and then graduated to a car with a clutch. And we had to learn to change the oil and change a tire before we were allowed to actually drive anywhere. My boys don't even know how to do that because we just take it to the shop, you know, because when you live on a farm, you have all the equipment, you can put it up on the risers and take care of it. So anyway, it's interesting that those things go both directions, whether it's all boys or all girls. That's true. That is true. So let's talk about some of these powerful women that you've written. The first one, it's called Reinventing Rita. So are you aiming this specifically at readers of a certain age or 
who, who are you hoping to connect with this book? Well, my target reader, I would say, would be women who are in their late 40s and older, because that is kind of like the midlife stage. Although I think midlife can run all the way up past 60 approaching 70, only because I'm looking at midlife, that particular category, not so much as an age as a stage, Mm -hmm. a stage where we are going into something different, okay, whether we wanted to or not. So in that respect, I am targeting it towards women who are going through a major life change. Mm -hmm. And it could be anything, it could be economic, it could be relationship, it could be whatever. But it's the idea that just because you're a certain age doesn't mean you can't do something. Okay, Mm -hmm. your age should not define what you can pursue. And, you know, they always say, write what you know. Well, you know, (laughs) I'm writing what I know. And the thing is, I was a late starter. You know, my first book didn't come out until I was 50. So it's like, nobody said you can't do it just because you are that age. And they make a big push about, you know, what is it, the top 10 under 20 or whatever it is. It's like, hey, what about us? Right, right. When you got started, you just never looked back. Holy cow, what an output. Well, you know, you have to look at it this way too. Now, and the thing is, I define my writing in two ways. I have my work writing, which is how I make a living since the mid 80s, pre computer. (laughs) I have been a freelance writer. You know, I wrote for magazines, write for clients, whatever. That's the income source. Still doing it even now. And I never really thought about writing a book. And Mm -hmm. then the first book, The Gifts of Change, came out. So that was in 2004. And that book is special because it was inspired by my mom's cancer diagnosis. Mm. But there's nothing in the book about her cancer. But it was about looking at things that are occurring in your life, seeing what lessons you can draw from them, right? Mm -hmm. And then it was 10 years before I did another book. So I wasn't exactly Speedy Gonzalez here when it came to producing books. But I did realize that if I was going to continue to write books at my age, I can't just do it every 10 years. I mean, you know, at that rate, you know, I'd be like in my grave before I got them all written. So -hmm. that's when I started kind of escalating my output. And I'm still copywriting. But yeah, I mean, it's been a lot of fun. It has just a little nerve wracking in the beginning, but a lot of fun. You know, it, it yeah. was weird to become an author when you were a copywriter and a magazine writer because I was used to interviewing people. I was not right. used to being the flip side of it, right? right. So, yeah, I had to get over a whole lot of stage fright and the imposter syndrome, but I made it. Yeah. Well, good for you. You know, you actually sort of, I was going to ask you a question about the writing process and everything, and you kind of have told us that already. So let's ask, where's the best place for people to find you online? The easiest way to find me is just go to my website, www.nancychristie.com. I don't know if you'll have it in the show notes, but just in case. Yes, we will. Okay. So I don't even have to spell my name out. I mean, everything is there. I am a huge proponent of people having websites only because 
I find authors, you know, I come across authors' names, want to interview them, and they don't have a freaking website. But yeah, so everything's there. I mean, links to my books, my bio, links to the podcast episodes, anything your little heart desires, and probably more than anyone would even care about when they read about me. But that's where I am. That's my home. (laughs) That's right. Well, it's always gratifying when somebody actually does reach out through the website, I have to say so. And now both of us will get pummeled with people reaching out (laughs) to our websites, right? (laughs) Right. Well, great. So in closing today, I want to ask you, what book or story is inspiring you the most these days? Well, I'll tell you what. There was one. It's not so much these days, but one that has never left my nightstand that periodically I go back to. It's an old book, but you can still get copies of it. It's The Writer on Her Work, Volume 1, Okay, edited by Janet Sternberg. This was a compilation of essays and, in this particular case, journal entries from women authors. Hmm. So the one that had the biggest impact on me that I read when I was, you know, my kids were still growing up. I really wasn't writing. It was before I got into freelancing. And I had always written fiction, short stories, just never did anything with them, right? Right. And thinking at some point, well, maybe someday, you know, the infamous someday we'll get around to a thing. Anyways, um, the one that inspired me the most is the entry called Creating Oneself from Scratch. And they're entries from the journals of Michelle Murray, who died at age 41 from cancer. Hmm. And when I read it, all those times ago, and like I said, I had put off writing, and she was at a stage where she was starting to, you know, write her books, write her different things, diagnosed with cancer, and this was way before breast cancer was as treatable as it is now. Mm-hmm. So reading her words was really a life-changing moment for me because it told me you never know how much time you have. Right. Don't waste the time. Exactly. Exactly. I mean, the whole section is just full of yellow highlights. And I kept telling myself that, you know, when I would start putting things off, it would be like, you don't know, you don't know how much time you have. Do it now, do it now. And I really credit her words, those journal entries with pushing me to start little by little doing things with my own writing and have hung onto it ever since then. I mean, it's pages are falling out. I'm, you know, taping them back in. But yeah, that was such an incredible, incredible push for me. And that I needed to hear that. Well, that's a great message to end on today. So thank you so much for being with us today, Nancy Christie. I have loved being on. All right. We will look forward to having you on the next time. Thanks for joining us today. We hope you'll take a second to give us some stars or a review on your favorite podcasting platform. We'll be back next Wednesday. And in the meantime, follow us on Instagram at Author Express Podcast to see who's coming up next. Don't forget, keep it express, but keep it interesting. <laughs>